You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode 29. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. What does it mean to be abundant? How can we become abundant in any area of our lives? Why is it so hard to get what we want sometimes? And why does it seem like there's never enough of the good stuff we want? I'm happy to welcome back Candace Thomas to Soul Roadmap Podcast because she's here to answer these questions and to teach us how we can cultivate abundance in every area of our lives. You may remember her from way back in episode number three when she shared with us how to cultivate our intuition. If you haven't listened to episode number three, I highly recommend you listen to that episode first to give you a proper introduction to Candace and to get the foundation that you need for this episode. She also defines a lot of the words she uses in this episode in that episode. Candace Thomas is an intuitive advisor for entrepreneurs, artists, and leaders who feel called to make an impact on the world doing the work they love. She shows them how to use their own intuition to attract the partnerships, clients, and opportunities to help them consistently increase their business income, know exactly what to pitch studio executives to get projects developed, and heal and strengthen relationships between partners, family, and friends. She believes that every person has the ability to create the life they desire. Now, in this episode, we also geek out about comic books for a bit, so bear with us while we get that out of the way. After we finished recording, we also got to talking a little bit about comic books, but we had to hit record one more time to make sure we added these nuggets to the podcast for you. Be sure to listen until the very end to hear what Candace has to say about getting what you want more of in your life and how synchronicities can give you a clue that something good is coming. Before I get started, I want to let you know that I've linked to two special things that I've created just for you in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 29. First, I've linked to a five pack of guided meditations to help you find a meditation that feels good for you because not all meditations are alike and I know you don't want to meditate anyway. So you might as well find one that you enjoy, right? Second, I've linked to 99 mantras, which will give you some inspiration on how you can incorporate abundant thinking into your life, as well as provide you with inspiration for chanting meditations that Candace talks about in this episode. You can get them both for free at dinacataldo.com forward slash 29. All right, let's dive into our interview. Hi, Candace. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for being here again. You are with us back on episode number three. So I'm glad that you could be back to talk to us about abundance. Then you were talking to us about intuition and how to use it. So now we're going to get to dive into some of your abundance strategies. Yes. But I wanted to talk to you about something that I saw on your social media and it excited me to no end because it was about comic books. Right. And to find a fellow female who is into comic books is a treat. So I just wanted to give a shout out on that. And I wanted to ask you what your very favorite comic book is. 
Oh my goodness. Anything with Storm is my favorite <laughs> comic book. I recently went back to after Storm lost her powers. I can't remember the name. And they will put comics sometimes into graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And so I was just looking at the one where they were in Asgard. And after Storm lost her powers, and then Loki gave her the hammer. I forgot the name of the hammer, but very much like Thor. And so she had her powers back, but they were kind of being seduced by Loki to like do bad things and not like show up and be superheroes in the world. So that's one of my ultimate favorite ones, but like classic X-Men, I guess, are my favorite Chris Claremont ears. Chris Claremont ears. Yes. She was a big draw for me into the uncanny X-Men. And so is Jean Grey, like the whole Phoenix saga. So I was really drawn to that. And you met Chris Claremont, right? I I met Chris Claremont. He was cool. He went down. Too thrilled. It totally went down. He didn't seem too thrilled with Uncanny X-Men, though. I mean, I was kind of sad that he wasn't more... I guess he must have had some bad blood with Marvel or something. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for allowing me to dork out a little bit with you. We will have to chat some more about this. I am a big fan. I grew up in a comic book store. So everything was about comic books. I loved it. I got to read comic books. It was fantastic. Where did you get into comic books? How did that happen? In the 90s, in 92 or 93, the X-Men cartoon show came out. And it was like nothing I'd ever seen where there were all these strong women characters who weren't girlfriends. They were like kicking butt and leaders and doing these great, amazing things. And then my dad read comics, but I just thought he was the nerd. But then I'm like, he was like, oh, you know, this is a comic. And I was like, what? And that's what got me started. (laughs) And then it was like, I have to do all this catching up. Because I think in the 90s, that's when Jim Lee, I think Chris Claremont was there for a bit. But then Jim Lee took over like a lot of things and influenced a lot of things. And that's when X-Men. Art for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. His artwork was amazing. Yes. And it's so weird because then the X-Men became one of the most popular teams in Marvel. And like nobody cared about the Avengers or the Hulk or like any of that. Maybe Spider-Man. Spider-Man was just as popular. And now it's funny because it's flipped. Yeah. Nobody cares about the X-Men and everybody's like Avengers and whatever. So these weird things are happening. Right. Okay. Because for me growing up, the not popular titles, like the nerdy titles, if you want to look at it like that, were Avengers and Iron Man and West Coast Avengers and Captain America. I mean, these were like the lame titles. Nobody cared about them. Right. Everybody was all about, okay, the uncanny X-Men, they are the thing. They are it. And everybody bought, you know, in bulk their comic books and... Now, I think Marvel really screwed up the whole X-Men franchise. And I think that there were different movie distributors and we could go into that, but we won't. But yes, we'll have to talk more about that. Yes. Okay. So now I've already introduced you and you've already talked about yourself in episode three. So if they want to go back to episode three, they can listen to that too. I'll link to that in the show notes. But I want to talk to you about abundance and... I felt that you might be the perfect person because I really want to talk about the, we have a scarcity mentality right now overall, I think in our society. Yes. It's not just about money. It's not just about things or time. I think it's generally, if you look around, there's a big scarcity mentality going on. And I would really like to address this. I'd really like to talk to you about what you believe abundance is and how you see it showing up in people's lives. It's interesting that you mentioned scarcity mentality. It's very true. Like the scarcity mentality, lack vibration. And I think the root cause of all of it, which is very much why people feel like they're not living abundant lives, 
is it's an internal scarcity where they don't feel inherently good enough to receive. People don't feel inherently good enough like they actually can live the lives that they want. They feel incomplete within themselves. And people are falling out into two broad categories right now, which is I'm not good enough because there's something wrong with me. And they can internalize that. And that can sometimes be a catalyst for them to look for more spiritual practices or ways to open and expand their own lives, you know, get improvement, betterment. And then the other camp that people are falling into is it's not working out for me because of you or someone else. And then that's going into a very fearful place. And that's why people are experiencing what seems like a lot of hatred or a lot of people just arguing with each other. And it's really weird. It's all in your perception, who you're spending your time around, what you're watching. Right. Because you either believe the world's going to hell, like quite literally overnight, or it's like, oh, no, there's all this progress being made and it's opening up. And it's just, again, a reflection of internally what's going on with us as individuals, which is not to say that bad things aren't happening, but a lot of good things are happening as well. Again, it's what we choose to focus on. Yes. And that is something that I have to watch myself with because I have to be really conscious about what I'm letting in. Yes. And if I want to feel in fear or feel in lack, I always know where to turn. It's usually <laughs> to the news, you know, to the news. Right. <laughs> you know, wherever I'm taking that in. And if I consume too much of that, I definitely feel a change in my brain and the way that I feel generally throughout my body. It's just something that it's almost as if I feel like I'm more tense. I'm more stressed out. I'm almost being attacked. Yeah. What's your experience with that? The exact same thing. I can't watch the news. I have to read it. So I read articles and stuff and uh, I can't sit and actually watch people or the videos because I'm too sensitive. It will just pull me down into a weird place. And there are so many great things happening, but the news is like a story. It's just like the comic books where their job is to get people watching. And we've all been taught, remember back in school, how do you get people to read your story? Lots and lots of conflict. And these titles are so ridiculous. If you really sit back and look at when I read articles, the titles of things, like they over-exaggerate and try to make it the worst possible thing ever. I just read an article about meditation can kill you. I'm like, what? (laughs) And they found like the three people in the whole wide world who meditated and felt like it led to depression and and horrible things happening. I just can't even read the rest of the article. So I'm like, you know what? It's fine. You know, not everything is for everyone. (laughs) Which brings us back to abundance, right? So one of the things that I found with abundance is everyone is already connected to abundance. So People try to sell others on, hey, we're going to link you to abundance. We're going to connect you to abundance. We're going to do all these things so you can live an abundance life. So you can be vibrationally aligned to abundance. And I personally just feel that's all BS, that every single person is already dialed into abundance. So what is abundance? Abundance is just the absence of lack. Abundance is an abundance of love, an abundance of joy, an abundance of peace, an abundance of money. It's all of those things. And there isn't If I am abundant, then someone else isn't going to be abundant, which is something that people are struggling through right now. What I found in working with my clients is people aren't willing to receive the abundance because it requires opening up a part of ourselves that is in, I don't know the best way to say this. It's almost like that doesn't challenge or question that you can just receive and live an abundant life without having to work hard for it and without having to earn it which is crazy, right? Because we're taught if you're a good person, work hard and certain people deserve things. But then that's why everybody gets mad when they see someone they perceive is abundant, but hasn't earned it yet. And it's like, they don't understand. Nobody has to earn abundance. That's your birthright. You're already connected to that energy of exactly what you want. 
where people get stuck or they get lost is they put all these conditions like, well, I can't receive it yet unless I do X, Y, Z first. And then they put themselves in these mental boxes and emotional boxes and can't get out. They don't know how to get out. And again, you either shake out to do camps where you feel like I can't get out of my box because there's something wrong with me, or I can't get out of my box because there's something wrong with you. And then depending on how you inherently feel about that, that shapes your actions and, and what you believe and influences what you do, if that makes sense. Yeah. I like how you frame that into these two separate camps. Yes, there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with you and that you're holding me back from my birthright or my deservedness. Exactly. You know, I see this and I'm sure everyone else who's listening to this sees this play out in different theaters in their own lives, whether or not it's with their family, it's at their job, it's watching the news. And I feel that personally, this lack of abundance, it also feels very much like we are judging all the time because we're either judging ourselves and we're being harsh on ourselves or we're being hard on other people and judging them for their life choices and what they might believe. Exactly. And neither one of those is the right answer. Right. So it's like, I set you up. That was a trick. So like neither (laughs) one of those belief systems are true, but the one where you feel like, oh, maybe it's me, that can sometimes be a catalyst if you hit like a dark enough rough spot to make you go, all right, well, what do I need to do with myself? Yeah. And depending on who you find, it's like, oh, nothing wrong with me. And so for anyone who's feeling like you just can't get whatever it is that you've been wanting, where you are perceiving something is not enough. Again, not just money, right? Abundance is tied to love, joy, happiness, peace. When you really start getting clear about, and that's like step one to really receiving abundance, is you have to be super honest and clear about what you want to receive. What does it mean to you? to live an abundant life, what would be in this abundant experience that you would like to receive or have. And if a person, and this is a thing, and uh, episode three talks all about intuition and how important it is, because those two things are linked together. And I work with a lot of uh, woo-woo people, spiritual people. And so they feel all this energy, they feel the abundance, they can feel the money, they can feel the love, and yet it's not brought down in the physical world. It's like, well, where is it? I feel so good when I meditate, or I'm doing yoga, or I'm off on a mountain somewhere, but where is it in my life? And they haven't mastered that piece of accepting and loving the human. And again, being super clear and honest about this is what I say when I want to live an abundant life, this is what I want to receive rather than, hey, God, what do you want me to do? Or what should I have? Or what am I good enough to receive? What am I meant to receive? It's if we bring it back to allowing our human to participate with us, and the human might say, I really want something like McDonald's right now, something that doesn't seem spiritual or doesn't seem esoteric or woo-woo. It's The more that we honor our true desires and wants, that's how we start bringing in abundance into the physical, if that makes sense so far. So when we're talking about these two camps, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's a totally trick, right? Like we have to work on ourselves. There's no changing other people. So really we have to work on ourselves and how we can accept abundance and we might you know, meditate, we might think, okay, we want all of these things, or why are we not getting them? Like, I feel accepting, why am I not getting them? So what do you feel that people doing this work to try to bring in that abundance, whether or not that's feeling like you have more time, money, energy, or whatever you have, then what would be their first steps? Uh, Getting very clear about what kind of abundance that you want. And then second step is to And this is a hard one because your brain's going to go, that's not true. That's okay. I don't care. Start making the assumption that everything that shows up in your life, 
even if it shows up looking like lack, is the exact thing that you need right now to absolutely bring in the abundance that you're desiring. So what that means, the majority of my clients, I work with entrepreneurs and professional creatives, and they hire me. In the past, it was to help them do things like get more clients, earn more money on a consistent basis. So what happens when they first decide to work with me? Crap hits the fan. Like something breaks down in their house, car accidents, like huge financial big things. Like the one thing that they're trying to move out of, this huge financial hurdle hits them in the face, usually right before or right when I start working with the majority of my clients and they freak out. And I go, oh, no worries. That's totally normal. So what happens is when a person takes a conscious step to say, no, I'm ready to receive my abundance, anything that's in your energy field, anything in your mindset, any emotional wounds that have been holding you back from you opening your hand and receiving that abundance is going to start presenting very strongly. And it's not presenting as a punishment or as a test. I don't know where people think we get these tests. It's not a test. The stuff that presents that looks like a tragedy or a hardship is presenting because it's showing you, hey, you missed a spot. We can't bring in abundance because you've still got this thing running in your energy field. You still got this thing running inside you where you're not willing to receive what your spirit's trying to beam to you. So instead of when hardships or challenges come, go, oh my God, it's never going to change. Here we go again. Is to go, oh, thank you. I missed a spot. This is showing me where I've been stuck, where I'm having trouble or challenges receiving. And a really quick test, and it sounds weird, right? But it's the truth. So what I have to do then when I work with my clients is just to say, stay focused. We're going to keep focusing on what is it that you want to experience. And really, when the emotional impact hits, so when that tragedy happens, like someone's house, literally, like all the pipes burst. And that happens with me. Like Every time I scale up financially, I have water problems, which is a whole other story. (laughs) It's very annoying. And I said, spirit, give me a different message. But they don't find what else. But what happens then is helping a person stay focused and not taking it personal. But flip side, so I'm not saying be positive about it because you don't want to be positive. You want to be empowered. Sarah Christian Nolan told me that. I was like, oh, that's genius. So it's more about what was it that really triggered you when this lack shows up in your life? What is it that really runs through your awareness, through your mind that you've been telling yourself? What's the story? Once you identify with, this is the story that I keep telling myself. So when people's cars explode or the house comes down and I go, hey, why did that suck? And of course, people are like, what do you mean? It sucked because I'm out X thousands and thousands of dollars or whatever. But if we go a little deeper than that, and, uh, and this is a great question, it's uh, what's the worst thing about that? We do the what's the worst thing about that game with my clients. Again, it sounds weird, but these are the blocks to abundance where something bad happens. You go, oh, well, what's the worst thing about that happening? And most people are like, irate. They're like, what do you mean? Again, I'm out thousands of dollars. Well, what's the worst thing about being out thousands of dollars? Well, because I just put in thousands of dollars to coach with you and now I don't have anything and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, what's the worst thing about that? And we keep going and I keep asking, what's the worst thing about that? And usually they get really irritated with me, but then the (laughs) switch happens. Because after a while of asking yourself, well, what's the worst thing about that? You start to hit the bedrock, the real reason why a person is not open to receiving or accepting abundance. And it's usually something about they'll be destroyed. It sounds really weird, but usually it's some version of that. What does that mean? Like they feel like they're going to be destroyed. So if I were to continue to ask, what's the worst thing about being out this amount of money? And they go, oh, well, I can't provide for my family. What's the worst thing about not providing for your family? Well, they're not going to love. What's the worst thing about not not being loved? It's like, well, then they're going to leave me. I'm going to be all by myself. But what's the worst thing about that? I'm going to die alone. What's the worst thing about that? Like, well, what's the point of even living if I'm out here all by myself? 
And it's usually along those lines, but in a person-specific experience, their words. And then there's this thing that happens. And I can, if I'm visually with them, I can see it, but I can also feel and hear it where just something in their whole body, their energy changes. And it's like, ah, we hit it. We hit the root cause of why they aren't accepting abundance. And so here's the crazy link. Like a person thinks I'm unhappy because I don't have money. But really, it's if I got the money, then this horrible thing, usually connected to, I'm not going to exist, I'm going to be destroyed, I'm going to lose everything. That's the real reason why they're unwilling to receive. And so something that I also do with clients when it's related to money is I just ask a ridiculous question of what's the worst thing that would happen if you did receive the abundance that you wanted. And most people will say, you're crazy. What would be the worst thing that happened? Oh, I just enjoyed my life. What are you talking about? But again, I go, well, if there was just something slightly bad about receiving the money that you desired, what would be the one thing that would be bad about it? And usually it goes, well, I'd say if there was one thing that would be bad about it, I wouldn't have time to spend with my family. Okay, well, what's the worst thing about that? Well, and then it just leads them right back to the path of, I'm going to be alone and be destroyed. It's really interesting. It's bizarre. That's interesting. And a lot of what I see, I guess I'll speak personally, but what I've also seen with other people is that it leads back to why am I not getting what I want is because I'm not good enough. You know, it's some kind of lack that's within inside them. And that's why they can't have whatever it is they want. I thought it was really interesting that you were saying that when you level up in your finances, you have water issues because those things do pop up. And I think anyone who's listening to this, who recognizes that when they spend some money or they're trying to invest in themselves, that other things will pop up too. I know that you said it's not a test and I don't know that it's a test or whatever it is, but I noticed that it does happen almost like it's saying, okay, well, you still have some work to do. And I just want you to be really aware of this. So let me bring this to your attention. (laughs) It is. It's telling you this is exactly what's been holding you back. So it's not even random, like, hey, you've got work to do. It's like, hey, this is the thing that you're trying to get rid of. We're presenting it in front of your face. Who's they? It's your spirit, your higher self that wants you to succeed and receive all this abundance that your soul is trying to give you actively. It's like, hey, this is the stuff we've been talking to you about. This right here is the symbol of everything that's been holding you back. So instead of getting bitter and then people who are blaming themselves in those two camps will go, oh, I'm not good enough. And they will get back to the point where I don't feel like I'm good enough. If there's anyone listening who's going through that right now where I don't feel like I'm good enough, I can't really do this. It's like, oh, the question you should ask is, what's the best thing about not believing in myself? What's the best thing about not being good enough? And you'll say, Candace, you're crazy. There is no best thing about not being good enough. I was like, okay, well, if there was some sort of benefit about not being good enough, what would it be? It's like, well, I wouldn't have to try. Well, I wouldn't. And then it's like, oh, well, what's the best thing about that? So we just do it in reverse. And you will get to the point where it's like, oh, I don't want to do this because, and again, we're all individuals like Snowflake Shore. But most people, it's some level of I'm going to be destroyed, like spiritually destroyed, emotionally destroyed. My existence doesn't matter. I'm going to betray God. I'm going to betray myself. It's something along those lines. But whatever their specific words are. And then once you hit it, you know when you've hit it, when you've hit the bedrock, the root of whatever that issue is, whatever that block is or challenge to receiving or not being good enough, because you will, most people have a strong emotional reaction. And then it's like, oh my goodness. And by the way, when a person, when I'm asking my clients these questions, your human is going to try to stop you. So people go, well, that's dumb. I'm getting this, but I know that's not the truth. And it's like, no, 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 no. I know the rational you doesn't believe this, but we're not talking to the rational you. We're talking to the part of you that's actually calling the shots and keeps putting you in these situations that keep you from receiving abundance. 
So as you're asking yourself these questions, well, what's the worst thing about that? It's not to overthink it or try to bargain or be rational. It's to go with the primal, what was your first instinctual reaction? What was your truth? Even though it's not the truth, there's a part of you that believes it. And that part of you is trying to keep you safe. So how is it keeping you safe? It's trying to prevent you from receiving abundance because it feels like if you receive that abundance in whatever way, it's going to destroy your life. And it doesn't make any sense. It's not rational. It's something that you picked up from another person, energy you're holding on from could be past life. Who knows? The origination of this stuff doesn't really matter, but you can, as a intuitive coach, psychic medium, I can see it in people's energy. So I don't have to ask all the questions. I still do because it's more important for my clients, for them to see it within themselves. And then this weird thing starts happening where it's like, oh, wait, they start linking the same pattern that keeps a person from receiving all the money that they want or all the time they want. It's the same thing that's wrecking relationships. It's the same thing that's preventing them from going bigger and following their dreams. Everything is so connected. And so once we hit the root, we work to clear it. And uh, for anyone listening, I like emotional freedom technique or working with someone who that's their genius. They actually know how to clear that stuff. People are really good about knowledge. Knowledge isn't the problem. People always think, well, if I knew more, it would be different. But it's like, but you already know. You know everything you need to know. But it's more about why aren't you still doing it? It's because you have an internal program running beneath the surface that's preventing you from receiving what you are meant to receive. And so, you know, episode three, and I don't know if we talked about it, but a challenge to someone who wants abundance. And everybody says, trust your gut. Like, that's me too. I'm in that crowd. Trust your gut. But you can't always, and this is going to sound tricky, but you can't always trust what you think is your gut because it's not your gut. It's really your fear and your pain trying to misdirect you and keep you safe because it feels like if you were really abundant, you would be destroyed or bad things would happen to you. What are those bad things? It's just every person, it's a little different specifically what those challenges are. Yes. So one of the things that I have noticed when I've worked through some of my abundance issues, and usually mine are around money, but I have plenty of it. It's not as if you know anything bad's going to happen to me, but I do very much have those feelings where I don't have enough or I'm not going to reach this milestone or whatever it might be. I notice that feeling show up in me in attention and that is that resistance to allowing just what is going to flow through me, whether or not it's an increase in my income or uh, something that I'm going to do that is going to open up an opportunity. Oftentimes, I will feel that as attention, and I know that that's a resistance, and that resistance is representative, or maybe a better word would be that reptilian brain trying to keep me safe and make me feel protected and say, hey, you don't want to open yourself up. You're fine right where you are. You don't need to grow or do anything bigger. You're fine right where you are. You're nice and safe in your cocoon. And so when I am trying to keep myself open to those opportunities or to reaching different milestones, I very much have to just sit with that feeling. And for me, that's just means like, okay, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this tension in my shoulders. Just breathe through it, let it go, and then keep doing what you were doing before. Because all that was happening is that my reptilian brain was trying to keep me safe but it's wrong. I'm fine. I'm safe going forward and reaching this milestone. I love that. You're giving me chills. So (laughs) I like, seriously, I love that level of awareness. And man, if there are any listeners, if you're able to identify where the resistance is in your body, 
you are light years ahead and beyond. So when you feel the resistance, I would say, use your intuitive mind and just look at it. And, or I can say the word imagination, it's same difference, doesn't matter. But in those moments, you can look for it. So what does it look like? So you feel it in a part of your body. Okay, great. What color is it? Uh, What kind of shape does it have? Is it moving or is it in the same place? And then it's very interesting. Like someone I spoke with, her visualization for resistance was like a bunch of tiny spiders crawling everywhere, which was gross because I started to pick up and perceive that. I'm like, oh, yuck, gross. Don't touch me. And so what did we do? So I asked her, well, how do we get rid of all your tiny spiders? And then what popped into her visualization was, I think it was like an angel with a vacuum cleaner, like oh, an attachment. Oh, that's better that than mine. Them. I was like a big can of rain. Right. <laughs> but for you, however, your brain, and that's an intuitive exercise. Even if you think you're using your imagination, it doesn't matter because you're tuning into where's the energy of this resistance. And it's very subtle. And when you do that, your brain's going to give you, oh, it feels like this kind of representation. So if you go, okay, how do I clear this energy within me? all the way to the root level, then your spirit's going to give you another image or a symbol of exactly. So for you, it might be a can of raid. For her, it was an angel with a vacuum cleaner. Other people, it's just as a big stone. And how do they break up the stone? It just drops out of them into the earth or something. They have to break it up or whatever. It's just different for every person when they can really perceive the energy, which is very, very powerful. And then again, the minute that you do a big clearing, and if you're present with it, it does the same thing. It's fine. It's sometimes with the visualization of finding the root cause and then deliberately breaking it up and releasing it from your energy just helps the energy move quicker. And immediately after that, get ready because the thing that you thought you cleared, you're probably going to get a challenge again where you did all this clearing, got super present, released the resistance. And then, oh, hello, $40,000 tax bill. Like, I don't know where that triggers you. And you're like, ah, but that's a sign. And this is the weird thing. That's a sign that it's working. It's not a sign that you're still stuck. That's good to know. Yeah. So when someone is really stuck, it's like you're just in this weird feeling place and there's no movement. There's no change. When a person's actually growing and shifting, that's when things hit you in the face that are horrible and seem awful. And our human tendency is to go, that's bad. I didn't pray hard enough. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I'm not good enough. Or you're not good enough. You're holding me back. As opposed to, oh, I'm finally moving through this energy. I just have to take a closer look at what is this trying to show me? So as opposed to I'm not complete, it's like, oh, there's something in my energy field that's still activating. So if we were all computer programs, it's just some sort of, it's not even a virus, but just some sort of miscommunication. And usually these miscommunications, these limiting beliefs, they go in when we're really young or they get in from other people. It's a misunderstanding that something inside of you is having. It's not even bad. And once you course correct it, it goes and then things shift instantaneously. So people say, oh, it takes years to do whatever and takes years to overcome challenges or problems. And that's not the truth. Just find someone who knows how to work through stuff like that. So things that work through stuff like that are hypnosis, emotional freedom technique. I think emotion code hits some of it. Uh, so many techniques and modalities. EMDR, I forgot the, once again, the name of it. I think it's like eye movement desensitization reprogramming is EMDR. And that's what I do with my clients too. So, so many different ways to hit this energy at the root level and then you clear it and it's done. And that's important for us to know is that it's not about blaming ourselves for feeling this way. These are things that have been imprinted on us from a really young age and we didn't even know it was happening. Right. These are just things like I went through all of my money memories. Every time there was a stress point surrounding money when I was young, you know, my parents didn't have any money. They were always working really hard just so they could make it through the month. And everything was about money. It was always 
trying to figure out, okay, how do we pay this bill? How do we make sure we have food on the table? How do we keep the lights on? I mean, everything was around money and there was always a tension around it. Right. So I actually went through and I wrote down all of my money memories. And I don't know, there's a, a Hawaiian name for it. I forget the name of it. It's a forgiveness exercise. Ho'oponopono. Yes. Thank Brilliant. you. I love that. And I thought, okay, this is kind of weird. All right. But it's really like, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, this is a little woo-woo, this is a little out there. No, this stuff, just sit with it and go through each of your memories after you've written them down and really just sit there and feel those same feelings like bubble up and start to do this. You can look it up online, but all it is, is feeling these feelings. You know, I put my hand over my heart and I just say, I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. And there's one more thing that I say, but it's just releasing it. And it feels fantastic. It's just like a big release. And if you really want to do the work in this and you have an area of abundance where you're feeling lack, find out what that is and write down all your memories. Just start there. There's a great place to just start getting your brain working through some of those, I guess they would be foundational things that we got when we were kids. Right. And then also when you are triggered and it's really hard, like when a person is emotionally triggered, I get it. Like you're not going to stop and go, oh, where am I coming from? Because you're in the state. But at the point when the energy starts to lessen the emotional impact, if you just think about what do I think is happening right now and why do I think that, that can be very revealing too when you're really in the moment too. And Ho'oponopono is super great. I can vouch for that. I've used that myself. It's awesome. And it's so simple. And I think it's, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. That was the other one. I don't think the order matters, but man, it's just saying those words and really feeling the feelings, they will lessen some of the emotional impact of that initial memory and just keep doing it until you don't feel that feeling anymore. For me, it was like a feeling of being attacked, like I was in danger. Right. That was the feeling that would come upon me with a lot of those memories. Right. And then a big, huge component of this is meditation, which is super unsexy. I know someone's rolling their eyes right now, like, oh, meditation. (laughs) But there are so many different types of meditations. And I actually have been doing some chanting over the past year meditations, as opposed to just listening or guided meditations or transcendental. And that has helped me tremendously. So with chanting, it's you just chant something. And I've been doing 108 times these different chants. And uh, just very powerful for me. I can feel the energy. I can feel the shift in my body. But if there's someone out there who you don't like meditation, then keep searching till you find the right one. YouTube is great. I have a ton of resources. Uh, If people have questions, they can reach out to me and I can point them in a good direction. I actually, I have some free resources. I've got free meditations and I also have 99 mantras, which you can pick one. So it's the same thing. Like if you just find one of these 99 mantras that you really like, you can use that when you're chanting, you can I love that. that to yourself. So I'll link to all of those in the show notes. That's why you're my soul sister. Yes, absolutely. I love this. Yes, you got it down for your people. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, meditation. Everybody I talk to in my world of lawyers, of professionals, the word meditation, almost everybody is like, oh my God, really meditation? Like really? But we have a whole conversation about this in episode three. If you haven't heard that episode yet, highly encourage you to listen to that one too. But I want to talk about action because we have gone through some of the things people can think through 
But at the same time, it's so important for them to take action. And we've given them some things for them to take action with. Is there anything else that you would recommend? Well, here's the weird thing. Once you start clearing these things at the root level, so if action to take would be go look up all the stuff I said, right? Don't just sit here and listen to go, oh, well, that's interesting. And then you do nothing and then go, well, that didn't work. Well, you did. it didn't work because you didn't do anything. So I would say take this podcast very seriously. And for some reason, I'm being guided to say not just this one, but If there's another podcast that really stands out to you with anyone that you have interviewed, listen to that again and go do what the people are saying. The actions that people think they need to take, most people will think they're waiting for the big sign or the big signal when they're vibrationally aligned and they can receive abundance and then they're going to do some dramatic thing. And most of the time, it's very small, simple action steps and that will lead to the abundance you're trying to experience. And those small, simple action steps, because they are unsexy, you're not going to want to do. And there still might be the voice in your head that goes, well, that's dumb. That's why would I do that? And then you just wait and wait and wait and never take action and then never get a result. But guess what? When you are really serious about, no, I want to experience this abundance in my life, then that's when you're going to be hit with these two by fours where things just blow up in your life exactly related to the thing you're trying to get over. So again, when that happens, it's to go, oh, face it head on rather than burying your head in the sand or turning to the blame game, which is just another form of distraction, even if you're blaming yourself and go, oh, what do I think is happening right here? What is it that I'm really trying to do? What's the worst thing about the situation? Play the worst game all the way till you hit that point where you're like, oh, this is what I think is happening. This is what I'm really afraid of. And then spirit saying after that, that's when you have to do EFT to clear the root level cause and uh, YouTube it. EFT, emotional freedom technique. There's like a billion of them out there. No matter what you're going through, someone has said your phrase and knows how to EFT that stuff for you. And then usually when you've done that, you will automatically have the urge and desire to take the actions that you need to take. It sounds really weird. And this is what analytical people don't get because it doesn't make any logical sense. But the reasons why you aren't doing the things you need to do are illogical. So once you clear the root causes of things, you will just naturally do what you need to do. And it's to take consistent action, though. I would say every day, think about what am I doing today that's moving me in the direction of my goals? And then you know the difference between sometimes people need to take a break and it's valid versus you're hiding. If you really think about it, you know when you're hiding versus when you're taking the right actions. Because sometimes in clearing this deep-rooted stuff, you won't be able to take a whole lot of actions. It'll take like a couple days and then start coming up again. So That's why people get super emotional after they go through tremendous healing. And then it's like they can't do anything for a couple days, but then all of a sudden they're naturally able and wanting to do the things that they were really scared to do even a week before. And I see that all the time with clients as well, where we're here working on, let's get more uh, working with a, a writer, professional writer who's already sold scripts and things. And she was overcoming procrastination. And after we cleared some deep seated limiting beliefs, all of a sudden, she was like, oh, I'm eating differently now. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And I've also stopped drinking. Oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Where here she is getting healthier and losing weight and going to the gym. And she didn't have to like hold herself accountable or like accountability, buddy. she was just naturally doing it because we cleared this root cause that was tied to so many things. You know, that's so interesting. There's two big things that came to me while you were saying that. One is something that came to me. I was, I love listening to Super Soul Sundays. I listen to those all the time. And one of the things that I saw today was Oprah saying something to the effect of, you know, everyone's waiting for that big breakthrough. Nobody wants to just do the work and just take that little step at a time. And it may start as a little step, but that's where you have to start. And then it builds over time. 
And you'll see that in little changes that you make are suddenly going to snowball into larger and larger shifts. Right. And one of the other things that you said was how habits will naturally fall into place that will benefit you when you take certain actions. And I noticed that when I started doing yoga and when I'm consistent with my yoga, which I have been lately, I noticed that a lot of other habits start changing. Like I want to put good food into my body. I'm very attentive to when I go to sleep and when I wake up to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I'm paying attention to more that's going on in my life. And it naturally has that compound effect of making me feel better all around. Exactly. Like you don't have to berate yourself or be hard on your, you know, like you just start doing it. And what's so funny is my clients, they'll just notice a little later, like, oh, this changed. I'm like, what? Was that an issue? Were you concerned about that? Like, I guess I'm glad it's working now. And this is just more proven evidence that we already are abundant beings. We already are hardwired to succeed in all areas of our life. It's just this other information that doesn't even belong to us, all these rules or other systems that we're carrying. And we don't even realize that we're reacting in this way. We're completely reacting to 90% of stuff that happens in our lives. So all this like think positive stuff or try to get vibrationally aligned and you're trying to solve it from the same mental place that you're limited, it just doesn't work. And that's where you have to just go a little bit deeper and have mercy on yourself. And I always encourage my clients to say, oh, congratulations, your shit came up. Like when things blow up in their life and reprogram them when you're faced with challenges and hardships to go, man, that sucks for right now, but cool. We're going to move past this too. It's just one more thing as opposed to everything's like a huge level three nuclear event that doesn't go right in your life. We want to get to the point where when something bad happens, we don't just emotionally link to this is more proven evidence that I suck or that you suck. It's like, oh, something bad happened. And that's the level that it stays not that internal pull where it goes all the way down to, and now I'm not going to do what I need to do because I can't get what I want anyway. Right. And you know, generally we just think too much. Yeah. We think way too much. And I've been guilty of this where I think through a problem, think through a problem. And for me, that's my way of either controlling or to attempt to change an outcome. And that's not going to help. So the thinking getting in our head is not helping. What we really need to do is just what Candace is talking about is starting to feel our way into what's going on in our life. Because if we're not doing that, we're never going to get where we know intuitively we should be. I think for me personally, I always knew there was something else I needed to be doing. I didn't know what that was or what that looked like. I just knew I had to start taking steps to get there. And I know that what I'm doing right now feels amazing. I really enjoy it. And that may change over time. Who knows what is going to happen in the future? But until you start taking those steps to start aligning all of your actions with what you're feeling, then if you're not taking those baby steps to get there, it's like you're fighting against yourself. Right. You're never going to reach that amazing feeling <laughs> that, right. that we all deserve and, and is ours by right if we're fighting ourselves all the time with our thoughts. You're right. And you know for a fact it's not coming from your intuition or from your spirit or from your power if there's an argument happening in your thoughts. Because if it's really something that's in your highest and best, there's no argument. Like the second voice or the third voice might be the argument. But many times people will get into this place where I call it the loop or a spiral of doom, where no matter what decision you want to make, your brain tells you it's not going to work out. Like no matter what I do, it's going to suck. And that's the lie. So if you find yourself, you have an idea, and then you think yourself right out of it, 
where you spend like two hours and you've got nothing done, you just went into a spiral or a loop. And that's the stuff to take a closer look at as opposed to being hard on yourself or thinking that the world does indeed suck. It's like, oh no, what is this energy trying to prevent me from having? What's going on here? So look at yourself with a curiosity, not a judgment. Like, oh, I wonder why I did that. What's going on here? Yes. And many people, it's hard to see our own blind spots. And that's why like, I have tons of coaches and accountability buddies. Well, I have like three, not tons. That <laughs> I'm talking to consistently because I can't see my own stuff when it comes up to just help me like bring me back to earth and go, Candace, you're full of it right now. And I go, you're right. Yep. There we go again. There's that thing. And then I go through the same process and they do it for me. Like, all right, what's going on? What's the worst thing about this? Where do you see that in your body? I do the same exact steps. They're very unsexy. They're very simple, but they're effective. They work. So we can start seeing this stuff and getting rid of it. This is a really important point. All of us need a coach. Coaches need coaches. The importance of it is that we can't see all the stuff that is blocking us. We can try and we can do some of this work. And you know that's part of the reason I created this podcast so that there's a stepping stone for people to start taking action in their own lives. So even if you never get a coach, listen to every episode, take what you can get from it, start weaving it into your life. But if you are ready, seriously, seriously consider a coach because they're going to see stuff in your life that you can't see yourself. I mean, coaches have coaches. There's just no way around it. You can't see all the crap, all the stuff you're talking to yourself about. You need somebody else to be that mirror. Right. This might be a wonderful place for me to ask you, Candace, to share with our listeners where they can learn more about you. I'm all over social media all the time. That's actually right now one of the best places. So on Instagram, I'm Instagram slash uh, Candace Intuitive or on Facebook, Candace Thomas Intuitive and also my website, CandaceThomasIntuitive.com. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to share since we're on a roll? I do. Like with the small steps. So here's a great small step for anyone who would like to experience more abundance or really get that dialed in is make sure that the people that are surrounding you are on the wavelength that you're moving toward mm. and where you want to be. So it doesn't mean you have to drop all your broke friends if your goal is to make more money or experience a more abundant life. But it does mean you can't be around people with a broke mindset. So you can't have in your life people who constantly complain about money, who constantly are afraid of money, who go, man, rich people suck. It's awful if you're trying to gain more money because their energy can actually hold you back. And I know people say, oh, we create reality from within ourselves. And I feel like, yes, and we can be influenced by the people who are around us. And there is an impact that has in your energy field. So it's okay if a person, they might not be rich or have the money that you're trying to attain. But if their mindset is like, you know what? I'm happy where I'm at. I'm going to strive and move forward. This is awesome. That's a person that you can be around. Abundance doesn't actually have anything to do with the material possession or the emotional possession that people are trying to acquire. And this is the weird part. It's like, it's all energy. It's very, very subtle and you can feel it. So if there's a Debbie Downer who's always complaining, like that's the person to distance yourself away from. And uh, you will notice, by the way, as part of this up-leveling, when you want to take the leap of faith, when you're ready to go next level, 
there might be a part of you that wants to go directly to that person who's always putting you down, who's always telling you you can't do it. It's like, for some reason, you feel like, well, I'm going to ask so-and-so what they think about my dream. Mm-hmm. And guess what that person's going to tell you? They're going to tell you that you suck, you can't do it, you should think about it, you should hold back. And that's, again, how this subtle, this it's almost like, a, I don't want to say it's sinister or insidious because it's not evil. Really, the energy is just trying to protect you from receiving all this abundance you're already dialed into. So it's like just noticing little things like that. Yeah, like it's trying to keep you at the same level you are because everything's safe and copacetic right here. So let's just stay in this spot. Even if it's painful, it's like, but I understand this pain, not different pain. Exactly. And you're right. When you were talking about how in the past we got these things and it did keep us safe. So one of the reasons why people don't like receiving money that I work with or receiving not just money, but love or affection, it's because they came from households where if your parent gave you something, then you were meant to give them something. It was a tit for tat. And so the idea of getting something that's really special or meaningful, even if it's emotional or a hand up, something that they really need, they would turn away and they would feel like, well, because I don't have anything to give to this person in return. It was like a weird tit for tat thing. But in the past, they had to operate that way because it would not have been safe to receive gifts that had strings attached. But the mindset never changed. It never realized, oh, we're not in that world anymore. And now it's applying itself to everything. And now these people that I work with have a hard time getting what they want or living the life that they want to have, having the experiences that they want to have. Yes. Remember that feeling that you get that kind of like, for me, it's an anxious feeling. It might be something different for you. When you are reverting back to your old behaviors, when you know there's a new behavior that you want to emulate that you are working towards and you get held back with this feeling and you end up turning to maybe that coworker who is that Debbie Downer, or you go back into that relationship that was unhealthy and you keep being attracted to that same relationship, recognizing that feeling that you get. And it could be a closed down feeling because you're not being open to receiving something that you really deserve and something that you are looking forward to. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It's so great. And it's, again, it's to go, when you look at the feeling, go, wow, what am I getting out of this? And your brain might go, nothing, that person's a jerk. But it's like, but if you really felt that way, you wouldn't have gone back into that old pattern or old habit. So you're clearly getting something out of it and not said with blame or judgment. It's like, you're a logical being. Something within you has some logic. So just asking honestly, like, yeah, well, if there's a part of me that was getting something out of it, what is it? And then the truth will be revealed to you. And once you can see it, you can do something with it where it's not going to wreck your life from behind the scenes. And that's the key is just starting to see things, just starting to see what's bubbling up and starting to work with it and working with it and through it, not turning away or ignoring it so that you can't make that growth, that leap that you want to make. Right. Oh, this has been really fun, Candice. Thank you. I'm so glad. It was fun for me too. You bet. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks again for coming back to the show. I'm hoping that we can bring you back maybe in another 25 or so episodes. That would be really cool. It would be. I'll be reaching out to you because I really do want to talk X-Men, Claremont, all that stuff. Oh, heck yeah. I feel very passionate. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm so glad I have somebody I can geek out over this with. Right? I mean, I'm old school... Like I grew up in San Diego and got to go to the comic conventions when it was like 15 bucks and you could walk up to the counter and ask for a ticket. Like I'm old school. 
And so now it's just so sad. There's no way I can get a ticket into the Comic Con. I was just about to ask you, like, oh my God, can you get me in? Because I cannot make that stupid raffle thing. I don't know who's getting in. You know what? I think there needs to be like some teamwork involved here because I know that, you know, there's strategy we could figure out in numbers. Maybe we can make something happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's abundance. That's our next abundance task. Yeah. I want to share with the audience some of the conversation that we were having after we recorded the podcast because we got on a roll and there were a couple other things that you said that I thought people would benefit from hearing. The first was get really specific on what you want because, and these are your words, you're not getting the experience you want because you're not being specific enough about what you want. And then you shared something about what you've manifested in your life recently with a radio show. Could you share that with us, please? Absolutely. So a lot of my colleagues do podcasts and they're phenomenal, but I know about myself. I just don't have it in me to do a podcast. It takes a lot of work. So I hope all you listeners are appreciating all the work that goes into this, like seriously. And two years ago, I was talking with a friend and I was like, you know what? I would like to be on a radio show. And I said, you know, I feel like, you know, like a guy and a lady, they could be the DJs, just bring me on for a little bit of time every week and really make an impact with the audience. And I don't want it to be a podcast. I want it to be like live radio where people can talk to me and call in. And I was very upfront with my friends. Like, I don't want to do anything. I just wish that that would manifest. And I left it. I didn't do any work around it. I just declared that. And then two years later, my friend calls me up and says, hey, how much do you love me right now? And I'm like, who is this? No, I know who she was. <laughs> and uh, it was on our local FM channel here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the most popular channel here in New Mexico. I was invited to be a recurring guest. So I'm on every Wednesday at nine o'clock mountain time on KOBFM. And you can actually stream it live. And we, I could add that to the links. Okay. Uh, if you're not in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And what is it? It's two DJs, a lady and a guy, Carlos and Kiki. And they just bring me on and I talk to listeners live and just talk about into intuition and all sorts of things. So I got exactly what I asked for. And so (laughs) when you were asking me, how much do they pay you? I was like, oh, it's not a paying gig. I was like, but I could kick myself because I didn't ask for that. When I set my intention two years ago, when I declared this is exactly what I want, it wasn't even smart enough. It just wasn't on my mind to say, and I would like to get paid for my experience, which would have been brilliant. And so I was talking with another one of my clients pretty recently, and her big thing is she wants clients of her own. And so she was like, I'm setting this intention of, I want to get more clients or want to get more money. And I was like, that's too generic. That is not specific enough. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you could get clients through prostitution. You know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, not, no hate. Well, hey, I'm a criminal prosecutor. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, don't call in and talk about your profession. That's a different show, different topic. But if you say, hey, I want more money, well, there's a million ways that you can get more money and you probably aren't going to like the majority of those ways. So I, what I suggested to her is to say, no, I want to earn this money in a way that I love. And also, I want people to come to me. I want wherever I go, I'm connecting with people and building authentic relationships, that sort of language for her, as opposed to, I just want more money and I want more clients, getting more precise and more specific, which is a great tool for abundance. Because it really is true. If you're not getting what you want, where are you not being clear with yourself or with the universe about how you would like to receive things? So I want something to come to me instead of just saying, I want more money or I want a love relationship. Spirit, the universe doesn't just assume that they don't understand what you mean if you don't say exactly what you mean. So if you say, I want a love relationship, the universe might be like, okay, great, we'll bring one whenever. But if you say, man, I'd like a love relationship right now, 
it's like, oh, that changes everything. And I would always use the word now. I would not use words like this month, this week, whatever. Because in my experience, a spirit week does not seem to be the same as a human week. <laughs> so <laughs> now universally translates. So man, I would like this experience right now. I would like it to come easily. I want the people to reach out to me. And then when you declare or set those intentions, get ready because the step that's been holding that from stepping forward in your life, the challenges, the problems, those are going to present probably first or concurrently. And again, it's not a punishment. It's not really a test. It's just showing you, oh, here's a specific thing that you have to look at and clear so we can bring this to you much faster. There is another thing that you said, we were talking about how Chris Claremont was really great when he wrote his storylines to drop in little tidbits, you know, one issue, and then 10 issues later, you'd see how that storyline came full circle back to that initial thing that you saw 10 issues ago. And then we related it back to exactly what we were talking about in this episode, which was sometimes we will put out an intention in the world and we'll see something show up for us. And we don't recognize that that is just a bigger piece of the puzzle, that that storyline just hasn't come full circle yet. Can you talk a little bit about what we were chatting about? Yeah. And that ties back to when you asked, well, what kinds of actions can people take? And that's huge. Like you can't just pray and meditate and then take no action. And everyone, by the way, people will come to me and say, I don't know what to do next. Most people, that's not true. Most people know exactly what to do next. They're just afraid to take the next step because it seems too small or it seems conversely way too big. And if you just do that thing that keeps repeating in your mind to do, if you just take the first step to do it, then you'll get more information about what to do next, which is probably going to be another small action step. So anyone who's waiting for a big action step or that big breakthrough or miracle and doesn't come, it's like, just do the small thing that keeps popping in your mind over and over and over that you keep waiting for more guidance on. Just take a step in, in the direction of what you know, and then the rest of the steps will drop in. And then when that happens, you might see like, oh, well, it popped in my head to start a podcast or it popped in my head to go talk to this specific person. And you do that. And it's like crickets and tumbleweeds after where it's like, well, it was nice, but nothing big happened. There wasn't a big dramatic result. I still am broke or I'm still single or I still don't have enough time where you don't know if you trust and follow the prompts that you're given. If you take the actions, your human brain doesn't know what's up, but You've just planted a seed, just like Chris Claremont just drops in something randomly in the episode. And then three months later, and this has happened to me several times where someone goes, oh my goodness, I just heard you. And they named some obscure show that's been off the air for like 10 years, like literally some podcast that I did a long time ago. And you just popped up in my mind. Today's the day. And now I want to work with you. Or now I want you to come speak with me at my event in the Bahamas. Or now I want you to go here or there. I've had huge, tremendous miracles that came from seemingly out of small little things where it's like, well, I don't know why. I was guided to do that, or that was ridiculous. Why did I take that step? And I just say that so that anyone, as you take these small steps, you can't just take one small step and stop because you didn't become an overnight sensation or a success. You have to keep taking the small steps. You have to be consistent. And then it's like you build enough momentum and things just start turning over for you where you start noticing all these synchronicities in your life, wherever you go and whatever you do, it's like, oh my goodness, things are just working out for me. Even if it doesn't seem to be in the direct field that you're trying to manifest more abundance in, it will get there because everything is connected to everything. So that's how you know you're dialed in and everything is working when you see all the synchronicities line up, but you got to keep taking the right kinds of actions. Ah, 
Yay. Thank you. I'm so glad that we went back on to record that because I really think that's important for our listeners to hear. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, you bet. It's like, duh, that's a huge chunk. And I, <laughs> with my, I have like a whole page of notes and a note card. Sometimes, you know, when you get talking to somebody, the notes go out the window. Right. So this was a great conversation. Thanks for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.